It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Tyrus. I'm Liz Clayman. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, May 13th, 2022. I'm Evan Brown. The war in Ukraine can be viewed sometimes more simply as a fight between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. Both men are historically interesting and both are willing to keep fighting. He is needlessly poking the bear because he, just like the Washington establishment, Zelensky cannot stand Putin. He wants to bloody Putin's nose. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Russia's war against Ukraine is further cementing its country's longtime leader, Vladimir Putin, as the archetypal Eastern world villain bent on domination and destruction. Conversely, many have cast Ukraine's freshman president, Volodymyr Zelensky, as a princely hero, but there's more to the both of them, and that's coloring perceptions on how and why this war is being fought. If Zelensky were not president right now, then uh, Russia would have overrun Ukraine probably in 48 to 72 hours. Rebecca Koffler was born and raised partially in Russia. She's now an American citizen and a former officer with the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency. She's the author of Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America, and has written the foreword to a new book, Zelensky, the Unlikely Ukrainian Hero. Koffler is also now president of Doctrine Strategy and Consulting. And if Putin were not president... um. He would somebody else would have given up already, but Putin does not give up. Um, one of the quotes that I'd like to give that uh, summarizes Putin's character, and that is if a fight is unavoidable, you must strike first. Okay, his whole character was shaped by three things. Um, his Family's experience in World War II or what the Russians call the Great Patriotic War, in which they lost 20 million people, more than any other nation. Um, then the second one is his KGB experience. And yes, Russian intelligence services and American intelligence services are two different things. The Russians are brutal and there's no sense of morality. Um, and President Putin likely authorized, you know, several assassinations, if you will. Uh, that's the kind of person he is. And also what shaped his um, life experience and his character is the fact that um, he 
back in 1989, when the Soviet Union collapsed, Putin was stationed in Dresden, and he was uh, surrounded by a mob of East Germans who were really angry at everything that the KGB has done, you know, to their country. And Putin could not get security um, in Moscow on the line, and he was frightened. He felt cornered like a rat. Another episode from his childhood. And that is what's made him the man that he is today. He's ruthless and he doesn't give up. And he views uh, the West as threat number one. The West as threat number one is sort of interesting to me. I've, I've always been a fan in, in the world of fiction of of things like alternate histories and uh, and the, the story from the other side of of a conflict and how. Uh, you know, we can sort of get a little tunnel vision how, especially if we're if we're the Americans, we're the good guys and we won World War Two. But it's it's very understandable that people, uh, Russian people would say, hey, wait a second, we won World War Two. That's that's a very real feeling to have. They did defeat the Nazis in their own right uh, in 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 the world in World War Two. Um, but he has Putin has sort of taken this one step further, a very dangerous step further. He has. Uh, he is trying to, from I think everything I have read, reclaim a, a sort of a lost glory, something that he feels his people have been robbed of. And this has made him especially dangerous. This is and it's also not new for him. It's just sort of it's it's headline dominating here in the West for the first time. But this has been going on ever since he really came to power, I think. Would would you not say that or, or, or how, how would you analyze that? Absolutely. He has preparing for this for the past 20 years. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Putin's strategic ambition is to basically reverse the outcome of the loss of the Cold War by Russia and restore um, the great power status, something that the Russians um, call Dirjava. Russian exceptionalism is... Um, basically um, part of their national identity. The Russian character, the Russian personality of a typical person is just wrapped up in that uh, sense of glory, sense of exceptionalism, just like Americans believe that uh, we are exceptional. The Russians are the same. Putin wants to restore that glory because the Russians felt humiliated with the collapse of the Russian empire. And um, this is what Putin is trying to do. But even more serious um, sort of challenge to the United States is that the Russians have concluded through doing something that we call in the intelligence business um, threat forecasting, which they do very differently from how we do it. They do it 50 years out. So they have concluded through a rigorous process that a war between the United States and NATO and Russia is inevitable. Okay, Uh, why did they conclude that? It's because um, they have been watching our warfighting style for the past 20 years. And basically every single military campaign that we engaged in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, Kosovo, the collapse of Yugoslavia made a huge impression on Putin himself and especially the the deaths of um, Muammar Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein. And so um, 
The second point that contributed to Russia's evaluation of NATO uh, being a threat, and they even codified it in, in their official military doctrine and a series of other strategic planning documents, is that with the absor- absorption of the Baltics, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, the uh, distance between St. Petersburg, which is the second largest city in Russia, and NATO forces has reduced from the Cold War to today from 1,000 miles to 100 miles. And given that the U.S. and Russian nuclear weapons are still pointing to one another, the flight time also has reduced. And so the Russians look at what um, the U.S. policy has been, and we did have, in fact, and still have a bipartisan long-term policy that used to be highly classified. And now it is, you know, it was leaked back in um, 2008, approximately. That policy states that the U.S. will do everything possible to prevent Russia from emerging as a dominant power in Eurasia. So bottom line, we're fighting over the same territory. So that's the deal. We had an impasse. We're fighting over the same territory. And that is why escalation is very dangerous. We're on the brink potentially of a nuclear war right now. We've been speaking with author and former Defense Intelligence Agency officer Rebecca Koffler about who is Vladimir Putin and who is Vladimir Zelensky on the Fox News rundown war on Ukraine. We will have more straight ahead. There's there's always yin to the yang. And in this case, we have Vladimir Zelensky, the unlikely president of Ukraine, certainly the unlikely wartime president of Ukraine. Uh, who has sort of captivated the world, which they have elevated him to this uh, sort of like cultural and cult hero status. But again, outside of knowing that he was an actor and uh, here in the United States uh, on one of the streaming platforms, you can find at least season one of his of his sitcom show, which to me sort of felt like if you cross the the office with the West Wing, uh, you know, it was it was silly. It made poignant, you know, points, but. Ultimately, it was a TV show about a, an unlikely president, uh, and so happens uh, the man portraying that became became president of the country. But uh, let's talk more about Volodymyr Zelensky. Uh, this is someone who grew up in the entertainment field, uh, really, I think, uh, and had set his whole life up to be truly just an entertainer. So how did his life progress? Uh, you, you are the, you're the f- author of a forward for a new book on him. But how how did we get to the Volodymyr Zelensky of today? Right. He Zelensky has an extraordinary personality. Um, He has been able to literally hypnotize the entire Western world. Um, He's using his exceptional, you know, acting and performing skills to uh, go, to invoke emotions, okay? This is the actor he's used to. Uh, um, he knows how to read the audience. He knows what to say, which buttons to push. And uh, it's understandable. I mean, he is right now at war with an adversary that um, overmatches him militarily, purely like a military capability. Forget about all the tactical uh, mishaps, but 
the sheer magnitude of Russian military, Ukraine just can't, you know, match that. And yet um, he is able to fight back and his main instrument um, ever is, um, uh, is his, you know, ability to garner support. You know, we are right now giving not only weaponry, but real-time intelligence in uh, to Ukraine, which is unprecedented. Ukraine is not a NATO member, and uh, you know we will learn in the future whether it was a good or a bad idea to share intelligence uh, with a country like Ukraine. But regardless, uh, this this person, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, is a true Ukrainian patriot, and he always became, you know, was a patriot. He wanted to be, uh, when he was growing up, a diplomat, but he was talked out of it by his parents. But his other passion was uh, being an actor, and he did some risque, um, you know, uh, episodes in the in the book, uh, by the way, but. Um, like nothing else, his acting skills is has proven exceptionally helpful in this war. He's become a bit of a, a divisive figure, I think, among the uh, the pundit class here in the United States, because some people think that you know there, there's a reason why uh, Europe hasn't totally warmed to him. Uh, but here in the United States, he gets such great applause from from leaders and from from people who read the news. Uh, but ultimately, he is, as the Ukrainian president, doing his job, is he not? I mean, it is his job to defend his nation. It's his job to to secure his nation. It's it's uh, his job to rally others around the world to his cause when the when the time is appropriate. And certainly his country being invaded would would be an appropriate time. So is he doing, by your estimation, anything really wrong by by what he does? It, he is doing most things correctly. He is the, like you said, as the president of Ukraine, he is pursuing Ukraine's national interests and security interests. Um, I would say 99% correctly. Okay. And everything is fair in love and war. Right. And the right. fact that he's using, you know, his acting skill, putting translators to tears, you know, basically, you know, with his speeches in U.S. Congress and the United Nations, um, you know, British Parliament, all of this is exceptional. Now, the things that are dangerous are the following. He is uh, needlessly poking the bear, um, Evan, and the, because he, I guess, he, just like the Washington establishment, Zelensky cannot stand Putin. He wants to bloody Putin's nose. Okay. So he says things like, you know, come and carpet bomb uh, Kiev. Or he was basically uh, during the Orthodox Easter, right? Russian Orthodox Easter. He was kind of uh, berating uh, Putin's faith, which are really, really uh, hot buttons for Putin. And that would just make them 
him angry. So that is unnecessary. And the second thing that I am not certain if what he's doing is um, is in the interest of Ukraine, right? But only the history will prove, you know, who's right as he's wrong. He is willing to have his country be destroyed in order to save it. And here's what I mean by that. His position right now, the negotiating position, is irreconcilable with Putin's position. Because Zelensky is so confident um, in his ability to garner support from the United States and NATO, and indeed we see our position uh, hardening right now on Putin. We call Putin a war criminal. We um, call him, you know, which he is. Yes, Putin deserves to, uh, to, to burn in hell. But all this escalator rhetoric, you know, by Lindsey Graham, who's calling basically uh, to take out Putin. He said, let's take out Putin by supporting Ukraine. All of this is escalatory. It potentially is going to drag us into war, right? But but it gives confidence to Zelensky. And so what's going to happen is more and more Ukrainian people are going to die, be annihilated by Putin. And Putin is, like I said, ruthless. He's a cold-blooded, you know, assassin, if you will. And uh, that's what I'm not sure if that's in the interest of Ukraine. Because what Zelensky wants, he wants Putin to completely withdraw his forces from Ukraine and he wants to take Crimea back, which is a fantasy. It's not going to it's not going to happen for the reasons that I explained how um, the Russians view NATO as a threat. And so they will never allow Ukraine to be part of NATO. It's a red line that Putin talked about. And so in this sense, it's basically their head to head. fighting and we are in the middle of the american people um but obviously ukrainians are being annihilated but the pentagon is gleeful because this situation allows um us to test our weaponry against Russian weaponry, which is a great benefit, but it's a very cynical view, but I'm just telling you how the Pentagon thinks. Rebecca Koffler, you are the author of Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. You have written the foreword to the new book, Zelensky, the Unlikely Ukrainian Hero. You're a former Defense Intelligence Agency officer, and you're now the president of Doctrine and Strategy Consulting. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. It's my pleasure, Evan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.